You're listening to the Tech in My School podcast, episode number four. Hello and welcome. As usual, I'm your host, Justin Combs. I am the tech coordinator for the Diocese of Toledo Schools. And uh, I'm glad you're here to listen to episode number four. I know it's been a little while. Uh, Things were a little crazy there. Uh, But I hope to be back to normal. I have a couple more episodes uh, lined up. But today we're going to do a little something different. I do not have a guest. It's just going to be me. You're you're just going to listen to me talk. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that. Um, But I have some cool things to talk about. Last week I went to OETC, uh, the Ohio Educational Technology Conference, uh, and it was fantastic. So we're going to do a little roundup of some of the things that I saw there. But before that, I have some exciting news. If you listen to the last episode with Felicia Beverick from St. Rose in Perrysburg, she talked about Pear Deck. Pear Deck is a add-on for Google Slides that helps make them interactive um, so you can you know, do some kind of cool things with your students uh, and you can, you can kind of control what they see on their devices um, and then you can have them ask questions and uh, things like that, or sorry, answer questions. Uh, just to kind of gauge where they are within your lesson. There's a whole lot of other cool things you can do with it. I contacted Pear Deck, and uh, they gave us a 60-day trial. So I have a link uh, for a 60-day trial for all of our teachers and listeners. But they also gave me a one-year subscription worth value to give away to one of our listeners, one of our teachers, for free. So uh, I have a link in our show notes uh, to go and and fill out a form to enter the giveaway. We are going to give this away on March 1st, 2019. So that's next Friday. You have one week uh, to get your name in the hat, and uh, we will draw a winner to win. It's pretty simple. You must be a teacher in the Diocese of Toledo schools. All right. So you have to be at one of our schools. And then, uh, like I said, fill out the form. It's listed in the show notes. And then uh, also use your school email address when you uh, fill out the form. That's one of the ways that we can check to make sure you are one of our teachers. Um, and then, like I said, we'll use we'll choose a winner next Friday, March 1st, uh, and I'll send that email that you used to uh, register for the giveaway to Pear Deck, and uh, they will set you up. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, also, some other big news is we are going to uh, we're bringing back the technology conference. It's been a little while. Uh, now, this year, we're going to kind of focus on Uh, G Suite in education and how to use that well in your classrooms. Uh, I know a lot of us kind of scratch the surface on on how we can use it. So um, here's the details of the conference. It's going to be June 20th. It's going to be an all-day conference starting around uh, 8.30, uh, 8 o'clock registration. We'll start uh, our sessions around 9 o'clock. And we'll send you home around 3.30. It's going to be at St. John's Jesuit in Toledo. 
and uh, we'll, like I said, we'll be focus on, focusing on G Suite for education. But we're also, uh, I've been working with Kathy Conroy from our department, uh, and she focuses on uh, in inclusion and special education. So there's also going to be that kind of component to the conference. So we're going to have technology, uh, G Suite, inclusion and special education on June 20th. We are looking for presenters. So if you are a teacher in our diocese that uses G Suite, uh, not necessarily all of it, but you use one of the tools, two of the tools, and and you are really uh, efficient with it, and it really transforms the way you teach and and makes learning uh, fun and helps to make it... um, engaging with the students uh, or you know if you use it in another way to communicate with parents or, or other teachers and work with collaboration things like if, if you use it and you think that it would be valuable for someone else another teacher in our diocese we want you to come and present what you use how you use it to the other teachers in our diocese so I, in the show notes, I have a link to another form that you can fill out, and this one is a session submission form. It asks for things like your name, email address, phone number, so we can contact you, get in touch with you. Uh, it also asks for information about your session proposal, title of the session, description, who the audience would be uh, for that. Obviously, teachers is what we're focusing on, but you know what age level teacher and and where their expertise or or level in in G Suite would be, whether it's beginner or expert or in between. So once you fill out that form, it'll we'll send that to our committee and we'll look over all the submissions and find what we think are the best sessions uh, that will be best for our teachers in the diocese. So please consider doing this. Find the link and and uh, submit your sessions. And if you don't want to do it, maybe you don't use Google G Suite, but you want to, please come. Or maybe you know one of your teachers uh, at your school are using uh, some of these tools and they would do a good presentation. Encourage them to fill this out and and send a submission into us. So that way we can have as many of you there uh, teaching the rest of us on how to use these tools efficiently in our classroom. All right, now to the meat and potatoes of today's episode, the Ohio Educational Technology Conference. Now, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but this was actually my first time going to this conference. Uh, I've been in our schools for 14 years prior. Uh, I've been involved in technology for most of those, and I've never been to this conference I'm glad I finally was able to go, and I highly encourage any of you uh, to go. You can use title funds to get there, Uh, so talk to your principals about it next year. Uh, Well, actually, don't wait till next year. Talk to them about it now that you want to go to this conference uh, next winter. You... If it's anything like this year's conference, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So there were thousands of educators from around Ohio that were present. It was so much larger than I thought it was, uh, thought it would be. In fact, I had never even been to the Columbus Convention Center, and I was just amazed at how big that place was. I, I initially, um, had no idea where I was going. I was a little bit lost, and I was there by myself. Granted, we had about 10 schools present, maybe more, um, and I was able to uh, meet up with uh, some of you, 
which was great. Uh, it's always great to be able to uh, network with the people in our diocese, and I think that's where uh, real professional development can happen, uh, just connecting with other people. So it was really nice to be able to meet up with some of uh, the people there. But like I said, there was thousands of people all from o- all over Ohio, tons of different sessions to go to. Uh, there were vendors galore. Uh, there were so many different things to see and do and to learn that my my plate was full. I was only there for two days. It's a three-day conference. I was there uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I was not there on, on that Thursday, however. Uh, granted, I think... I think I was almost a little spent with all the different sessions I, I was able to go to. Uh, and that's what I want to tell you about. I, I'm going to highlight a couple of the sessions, not all of them that I went to, because there was just so many. Um, but the initial session that I wanted to go to, I was not able to get to because I drove down to Columbus on that Tuesday, and it was uh, it was icy. It was Tuesday the 12th, and that was our big ice storm day. And, and I, I ran a little late. So I got there about a half hour later than I anticipated. So I missed most of my first session that I really wanted to go to. Uh, but in second place for that first session was one of our own, Kevin Reinemann. So I stopped into his session. He actually taught two uh, sessions there. So I think that's pretty cool. We have, like I said, one of our own from Tiffin. And he was actually our first guest on the podcast uh, from Tiffin Calvert, Kevin Reinemann. So I got, went to one of his sessions, and he had uh, some great things to talk about. So he was talking about utilizing every minute. I think it was called Every Minute Counts. And I just, uh, some of the different things that I came across while I was there that he taught us uh, were some nice little tools to utilize your time efficiently in the classroom. Now, as I'm going through all these things, I don't think it's wise to try to use every single tool that we come across, but I think it's good to find the tools that fit your needs best and learn how to use those well in your classroom. I think if we try to use all the tools that we come across, it just becomes overwhelming and and we no longer want to use the things. So find the things that, that work best for you and and go all in on those you know use them to their fullest potential whatever works best for you in this instance so here's a couple of the ones that I, that he uh, shared with us one was called yelky oh, and by the way all of these links that I talk about all these things I talk about will be in the show notes so if you're interested in checking any of them out go to the show notes and 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 look at them there yelky is is a very simple tool but valuable uh, so have you ever try to share a URL and it's really long and, you know, maybe you can't share it out um, via email or something like that to your students. So you have to write it on the board or, or just uh, write it on the board. This is technology time, right? Or you have it projected onto the wall, onto the board, whatever. And it's just really long and the students have to type it in and, and they can make big mistakes. So Yelky is, is great. It's a URL shortener with a time limit. So the way it works is you go and you go to Yelky, Y-E-L-L-K-E-Y.com, and you put in the website that you want to create a shortened link for and give it a time limit. Um, I think the it starts at five minutes. Um, you can give it more. And then so it, it'll be like Yelky.com slash and then 
just a regular word. Um, valuable because it's easy. Your students don't have to worry about long URLs, things like that. So that was a cool one. Simple, cool tool. So let's see. The next one, wheeldecide.com, W-H-E-E-L-D-E-C-I-D-E.com. This is a random picker. It's a um, wheel of fortune type thing, right? So you fill in all your different things that you want to uh, choose and you give it a spin. Uh, this is good for students' names, things like that, um, activities, whatnot. The next one is pretty interesting that he shared. It's called Noisly. N-O-I-S-L-I. And this is ambient sounds to help concentration. Now, for me, when I'm working, it's hard for me to listen to things that um, have meat and potatoes, you know. Like, uh, I love music. So when I'm listening to songs, I'm listening to the lyrics. And it's so if I'm listening to things, usually it's, um, you know, uh, just music without lyrics. Uh, a lot of times I'll listen to the chant, uh, and that kind of works because I don't understand what they're saying, and it's calming, relaxing. I can listen to that while I work. Uh, this one, it's a website that has ambient sounds. You can have like a uh, rainstorm uh, playing. You can have, uh, let me see here. Let's see if I can get some thunderstorm. There we go. There's a thunderstorm. You have forest sounds. I don't know how much you can hear through this. You can uh, layer them as well. This is uh, water. Let's add some wind to it. It's kind of cool. Now, if you have a one-to-one -one program, and Kevin brought this up, and you have a bunch of people, a bunch of students with uh, laptops and with iPads or other tablets, you don't want to use this without headphones. Um, and maybe some of your students want to use it. Uh, this could be good for the students who get easily distracted by noises around them. So this, this can help um, drown out other student noise and help them focus on the task that they're working on. Um, this might not work for some students. Uh, so use it as at your discretion. All right, so another tool that uh, Kevin discussed that I thought was pretty cool was uh, classroomscreen.com. And this is... It almost looks like the screen for like an LCD panel and it has apps at the bottom or, or even just your desktop. It has some really nice uh, apps uh, or, or functions to it. For instance, um, it has a random name chooser. So um, you can use this to choose students to do certain things. Uh, and it's fairly simple. You just uh, you can load a, a text file in there or you can just type names one line at a time. Uh, there is a visual monitor of sound level in the room. So you can put this up and it uses your microphone on your computer to, to show how loud it's getting. And you can even uh, set a threshold where 
if the noise goes above a certain level, that a bell will ding. And so the students are aware that they're getting a little too noisy while they're working. Uh, this one I really like. There's a QR code uh, setting where you can create QR codes right there within the web browser. And you can do multiple of them on the screen at a time. Now, this will only work if you have students that have QR code readers on their devices. Uh, but if you have certain activities that they need to do, uh, you can set up QR codes that way they can just use their cameras to, to go directly to those uh, different activities, different websites. There's a timer. And then this one I thought was really cool. It's uh, exit polls. It's not directly in this, but there's a link to it. And it opens up this exit poll. And you type a question in. And at the bottom, there are five different... Uh, different faces and it reminds me of the pain levels in the doctor's office one is red one's orange yellow light green and then a darker green and you know it ranges from frowny face to happy face so in this instance it it simply states you know what did you think of today's lesson and the students as they walk by the board they can touch right on the screen one of the faces and it easily records um what they want. Now you can set it up with four, four faces, um, three. So just frowny face, middle of the road face and happy face, or just a, a red X and a green check mark for, um, no and yes, basically this one I think is really cool. Uh, easy way to do an exit poll out of your classroom. So that was the very first session that I went to. Now the next session I went to was one of my favorites because I'll let you know, I've been a Mac uh, user for quite a few years now, and I really enjoy using uh, the Apple iWork suite. I love Pages and, and Keynote and things like that. Not that I have any issues with any Microsoft products. I just really enjoy uh, these products. And so what this focused on was the different um, accessibility features within Microsoft Office, which... I had no idea that these were there. So I believe, I, I guess, and I believe it's Office 2016 and up has these features built in, and that includes Office 365. So some of the features, uh, and this was with, by the way, Siobhan Smith, and, and I'm hoping to have her down to actually go through this session at our technology conference. Um, she's from Microsoft. And these these tools are especially great for the readers and they're built, like I said, they're built right into like Microsoft Word, uh, OneNote, if you use that at all. And one of the features is called Immersive Reader and this is the one I'm really going to focus on. <clears throat> so it takes whatever you have typed on the screen and and it makes it look like an e-reader, right? It, it removes all the tools and things like that. So you just have your text right there in a default black text with a white background. And what you can do with this, just like your e-reader, your Kindle or things like that, you can change the font size uh, and you can kind of change uh, the background as well. Now this has color on it, so you can change the font color. Um, you can change the background color as well. It's not, doesn't have to just be black and white or gray. And this is great for those, for students that have uh, visual impairments when it comes to reading, um, certain 
certain uh, colors may be difficult for them to see. So changing, changing this up can help them. It also will uh, can change your spacing between your lines, things like that. Here's where it gets really cool. And this isn't just for accessibility, but also just for teaching in general. Uh, there's a setting where you can uh, split the words into syllables, and I'll put a little dot between each syllable of the word. Really cool. And you can also highlight parts of speech. You can do these in different colors. Uh, so the, the options that they have are uh, nouns, verbs, adjectives, and adverbs. So what's great about this, uh, now I was a second and third grade teacher for quite a while, so I taught about all these parts of speech. And this would, be, this would have been fantastic to have, to be able to highlight these different things uh, within uh, writings that the kids did. Uh, or really anything. You can grab any anything off of the web, any article, and copy it into uh, Microsoft Word and highlight the nouns, if you're working on nouns, or verbs, or both of them, right? You can use, uh, you know, this can help you with subjects and predicates and things like that by finding the nouns and the, and the verbs. So that's really cool. Now, do you remember those, those uh, little rulers that had uh, like a, a fluorescent highlighter in the middle? I can't remember what they were called, but this has what, what they call line focus. And so you can set this up where you click a button and it will focus on dark, it'll focus on certain lines of the text. So you only see one line at a time or three lines or five lines. Those are your options. And that helps, uh, helps with tracking for students as they're reading and, and helps to keep them uh, focused on their reading as well, especially if you know, they're easily distracted. Um, another cool feature is a picture dictionary, and this this had its its downside though. So the way it works is, if the picture dictionary is on, you click on a word, and it will show you a picture of what that word is, and it's really cool. But at the same time, if you have a word that has multiple meanings, it depends on the context, and and evidently this feature does not pick up the context within the sentence to tell what it's talking about what. So sometimes if the context um, has, gives one meaning, it may not show the proper thing. Now, I guess that depends on, on the age level as well. If, if younger readers, it may not be as much of an issue. Uh, older readers, it may. It also has a read aloud feature, which is really cool. And then uh, Siobhan also gave us another tool, which I'm going to share with you, and that's called Tween Tribune, T-W-E-E-N. T-R-I-B-U-N-E dot com. And this is a website uh, from the Smithsonian Institute. What's really cool about this, it has articles about science and other things, a lot of different topics. But when you choose an article, you can then go ahead and choose lexile levels. So if, if maybe you have a higher level reader, you can choose a higher level lexile and, you know, opposite way as well. Make make the article a little easier for your students. This is a great tool. I would have used this a ton if, uh, if I was still teaching in the classroom. So that was my accessibility uh, with Microsoft Office. I really enjoyed that one. Like I said, I, I'm hoping to have her come down for our tech conference for the accessibility and special education portion. I know we're focusing on, on G Suite but one thing that, that maybe you aren't aware of as well is uh, Office 365 is actually free for 
teachers and students. So um, you can use your school email address to get a free Office 365 account. So what that means is if you want to use these tools, you can. You don't have to go and buy a new Office if you don't have that already. Now, if you have that on your computer, if you have Office 2016 or greater, that these tools should be available to you. I'll put a link to the uh, Office uh, 365 for education as well in the show notes. And uh, the last um, session I'm going to tell you about was by Eric Kurtz. Now, I have shared uh, some of Eric Kurtz's work with you guys already. Uh, he is part of the Google Educators Group of Ohio. Uh, he does a monthly meeting about G Suite. I highly suggest you check that out. I'll put that link in our show notes as well. And he also has a website called Control Alt Achieve, where he has tons, tons of resources for G Suite for education. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Guess what? That will be in the show notes as well. I have tons of links for you guys today, and I hope you go and check them out. So he went through, uh, his, his session was called Hipster Google. Uh, so he went through some tools that you probably didn't know were available through Google. And a couple of them that I'm going to share with you I thought were pretty cool. There's just three of them. I'm going to go through them kind of quick. One is called Landlines, and this works with maps, the Google Maps. And what you do is right in the browser, you'll draw a line. You can make it curved, straight, you know, angled, things like that. And it will match it up, uh, match Google Maps up with uh, an image, whether it's natural or man-made, that goes along with that line. It's kind of cool. Now, I did play with it for a little while today, and uh, I started to see some of the same images come up. Uh, but it's still kind of interesting, especially if you're you know, talking about man-made structures in your classroom versus natural structures uh, in our world. And just you know, showing how, um, how lines can, can kind of match up with those different things, it's kind of interesting. Another one that worked with uh, maps, or uh, this was Google Earth actually, I believe, is called Time Lapse. I had fun with this one today. Uh, what happens is over the years, you know that we have satellite images of the Earth. Well, Google has stored those, and using time lapse, you can go to anywhere in the world and see. It was from the early 90s, I think, up to 2016. And it'll show you images for each year and how things have changed over time. It is really cool. Uh, for instance, uh, in the Houston area, that has really developed over time. So you can see where there's natural land and then slowly uh, development has taken over and, and houses and, and stores were being built. It's really kind of cool. Uh, I looked at Las Vegas, same thing, but um, Peggy up here in our office, she, she noticed, and I didn't realize it right away, uh, there was a, um, water there that, that started to recede over time as well. So it shows different changes, both man and man-made and natural changes as well. Now, there are more man-made changes over just the what, 20, 30 years that it shows. Um, but it's still really cool. And then the last one uh, from his, now he has a ton of different resources, and I'm going to have a link to his document that shows those resources from Google. Another fun one was called Meme Buddy. And what happens here is you, you have to let the website use your microphone, and you can tell it to create a meme. Simply like say, um, create a meme 
with a picture of a penguin that says, is it cold in here, question mark? And it will create that meme. And then once you create it, you can ask it to change the picture or something like that. It's really kind of fun. But that is in the show notes. There's a ton more uh, resources that he shared with uh, for Google that are maybe a little more academic, some that are uh, just kind of fun. But go ahead and check it out. Um, one extra bonus there that uh, there's a lot of tools that Google has, by the way, that when you go to search, for instance, if you look for conversions, things like that, a little app will actually show up right in Google that you can use to uh, to do your conversion from, uh, I don't know, Celsius to Fahrenheit, things like that, right in the Google search, uh, search uh, results. So there's a lot of things like that that are in there. So overall, OETC was great. Uh, if you haven't been there, I suggest you go. Uh, I'll have to check on the dates for next year. Uh, I don't recall right offhand, but uh, I will put those in the show notes as well. Everything's in the show notes. You're going to have, uh, it's going to take you a while to get through all these and check out all the different uh, things that I talked about. I hope you find something that is valuable to you. Don't forget to sign up for uh, the Pear Deck giveaway. I'm giving away one year of Pear Deck. Thank you to the Pear Deck people. And also submit your sessions proposals for the tech conference. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has helped make tech integration more efficient and effective in your classroom. St. Isidore of Seville, patron of internet and computer users, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, patron of Catholic schools, pray for us.